Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. Join Doris Corda, Hawkins School's Associate Head and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies, as she shares her experience as an educational reformer told through conversations with Assistant Directors Tim Desmond and Allison Tanker. In this episode, we talk about what is happening in this class when the students come out of their first day of their second business challenge and are faced with a problem that is significantly more sophisticated and complicated and challenging than what they faced in the first part of the class. Big day, Allison. Yeah, it was. We went to see Biz 2 today. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was did. a big moment for the students, too, I think. Well, I think this is, uh, I think this is the day I, I feel like saying, okay, welcome to the class. Right. <laughs> That's what I feel like saying. Cause, I love uh, those moments when that, that happens, when you see the light bulbs. Well, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's actually, so, so it makes a lot of sense. The first, uh, so the business that, they're, that they visit today, uh, Endemic Solutions, CEO, founder, who's a really dynamic, very smart young woman, scientist, gave up great paying job, gave up everything to start a business where she designed a water filtration system using the technology the manta ray has for uh, feeder filter, is that what they call it? Mm -hmm. Feeder filtration. And it's... Uh, very exciting technology for uh, for um, for healthcare and medical applications, and she doesn't know which applications to focus on first. Mm -hmm. What? How should she launch this? Lots of science, lots of technology, lots of understanding where things are and aren't domestically, internationally where having pathogens in water uh, and having to remove those in a, when, you're, when you're mobile, when you're out and about in the field, where might the best applications for that, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So really, really, really rich problem, really hard. Their heads were exploding at the end of it. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so they, you know, they come out and they say, wow, this is important. This is like going to save lives. I'm totally intimidated. This is crazy. This one feels like a real challenge and a real big challenge. And why didn't we have more of a problem like this for the first one? Mm -hmm. Right? You heard that. Yes. And so, as usual, I ask them, you know, ask some questions. I say, okay, you think about it. Why, why is it that the first business uh, is always something, I find something that's uh, a product they can easily relate to, it's not complicated, and it's a marketing kind of challenge, and it's actually not that challenging. And they hummed and hawed and et cetera. But what they finally get to, which is what we of course know, is that in the first business challenge, we, we find them a real problem to work on because it makes their work relevant. And it's real and there's no answer in the back of the book and it's urgent and it's current. Right. And in the process, 
because of the way we've structured the whole curriculum and everything they do in solving a problem like that, they have to learn the basics. They have to learn those basic tools and techniques and um, research approaches, interview, all that stuff. And they, they understood that. So they come out of the first one, they've now experienced it. And the next thing we do is we give them a challenge where now the challenge in the work is more sophisticated. Much more sophisticated. And the learning terrain, the first one, the learning terrain that we want them to cover is process related. It's what is the process of problem solving about? What is the process of collaborating? Colla yeah, mm -hmm. collaborating look like? What does it mean to dis to to uh, do market research, what's the difference between qualitative research and when you want that versus quantitative, all those basic, basic things, market segmentation, you know, basic things. And, um, and getting them to learn to think about the questions more than the answers, which takes the whole first three and a half weeks, right? Absolutely. To understand that the hard thing and the important thing is thinking together about what is the most important next question that we have. And, and they're teenagers, and they've been in regular school, so it takes them three and a half weeks to get all that. And along the way, of course, they do their first, uh, they get their first experiences at presenting and communicating. Receiving and, feedback. Oh, big one, right? Mm -hmm. Distilling a lot of stuff into simple, etc. So they get a lot of that. Now what we really want, now what we want is for them actually to start getting into the kind of, um, the, the kind of learning where they're really going deep. They're having to gain deep knowledge about science about the developing world, about things they know nothing about. And, and, and they're, primed up, they're ready for that. They're ready to go to the next level in problem solving and designing process and anticipating and coming, using these tools. You know, there's all these tools like you, you guys came up with, you know, the Slack and how to do their project management this mm -hmm. time. And you and Tim came up with all this stuff. They've now practiced with it, using those tools well to really, really support their work is going to be massive in right. this next one, right? I mean, for them to come up with something that is really, really well researched and grounded in evidence in, what is it, three and a half weeks? Yes. Right? <laughs> well, and I think today as well, as they're, you know, sitting in this yeah. room with the CEO who's going through all kinds of details regarding this market, the business, her technology, healthcare associated infections, infectious disease, biomimicry. I mean, there was a lot of content that was heavy and, and above their heads, really. Totally. And I appreciated in that moment, as always, you continue to push them deeper to ask questions and pulled them together in their teams and even had them do a bit of a brainstorm of more questions because this really is their opportunity 
to talk to the expert yeah. in this field and ask those questions, not be afraid. There was still a little bit of hesitation. Oh, a lot, right? At the beginning, at the beginning a lot. Where they, you know, they didn't know the difference between filtration or purification or why that mattered or how it was useful to the value prop or filtering technology. Out chemicals versus pathogens versus whatever exactly. and the standards and I think it was really uh, it was eye opening for them how much more they were being shown today and therefore knowing how much they were gonna yeah. have to step up their game yeah. in this round. Yeah, and actually you what you just said so reminded me of something else here, which is really, really important. So, so she's presenting a lot. And I had told her in my most recent conversation with her before this, mm -hmm. I, I talked to her about, and one of the things I'd said to her is, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't dumb down how right. you describe things. Like literally you describe it as you would describe it to any audience. If there's, if there are technical terms and scientific terms and jargon that they don't understand, one of the things they're going to need to learn is to ask and to figure it out and to research and to decide when is it important for me to say, I don't understand that, could you explain it? And when is it not? So she, she did a great job. So Even I, at one point when one of our students raised their hand and asked a question that was more specific. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, that's for you to determine. That's she, your job. That's your job. Yeah. I loved that moment that she could determine, yeah. hey, I'm not going to give you, not that she was holding the answer back, but she that it doesn't was, she doesn't know the answer to that question. Right. And that's work they have to figure well, out. Well, and that leads, so, so the first part she presents, and they're, they're just sitting there and kind of, <laughs> semi-paralyzed, right? Yes. And I'm, we're standing behind and I'm seeing what they're writing, the notes they're taking. And the notes are all, everybody's notes I see are literally just taking some of her sentences and writing them down as is. So, and, and I can see on the faces, it's going over their heads. That's they're, they're, mad, they're hoping that somebody else on their team understood what she's talking about better than they did. And well, and <laughs> if we can just say here too how, again, with school often working from that place of deficits, yeah. there's this mask they want to put on, like, oh, of course I know what a 501c3 is. Of course I a know what the B Corps is or that... Uh, purification is different than filtration. Duh, who wouldn't know that? They right. all have that kind of air about right. them initially until right. you poke and say, hey, guys, this well, is the time to ask questions. Yeah. Let's talk about because, it. Exactly, because she did exactly what I asked her to do. She just talked to them about her business as if they were any audience. And I knew this, this would happen, right? I mean, it's a very sophisticated product that she's got and technology. And so she's throwing all that out there they're not asking. They're not asking. And you know they're completely <laughs> missing it. So, yeah, so, so then what I did was said, all right, let's put you on your teams. I asked Shanice if she had 15 minutes more. Uh, she was very generous. Mm -hmm. I said to the teams, you have 15 minutes to process together what your challenge is. And my bet is when the four of you get together and talk, as you think about together what your challenge is, you're gonna come up with some questions. And let me remind you 
She's a scientist. She's been immersed in this work for years. You came in the door at 17, 18 years old, and this is brand new to you. You're not supposed to know it. You're not supposed to even know the most basic terms. Ask anything, but we have her now. We're not gonna have her again, and when we leave her, you're gonna have to figure out what the heck it is you're supposed to. So they do their, actually we gave them 20 some minutes, mm -hmm. and sure enough afterwards, they start asking the questions that they need to be asking That's to right. understand what this is, and to understand what their challenge is and what the work is. And there's a lot of learning that happens even in today. Mm -hmm. um, we can say till we're blue in the face to any human, let alone a 14 or 18 year old, ask questions if you don't understand. There's no shame in that. Mm. Don't be embarrassed. We can say all those things all we want. But unless and until they experience something like this, where they come in, this is the thing they're gonna be working on for the next three and a half weeks in a class that has three honors credits. They don't understand 95% of what this woman says to them. And they process together, they learn, nobody else understood it either. Then they come out of that and they start asking very, very basic questions and they find that it's actually not embarrassing. It's not a painful experience. That the conversation that comes from that with her is not only really useful and rich and helpful, but she's not in any way offended or making them feel stupid. It's a normal thing. It's actually funny. There was a side conversation happening at one point in, in today where uh, Nayatali raised her hand and she said, uh, Ms. Tanker, are we gonna be able to ask questions in front of the whole room or is it just in our teams? And I looked at her kind of confused and she said, <laughs> well, I think it'd be really useful for to all of us if we could hear each other's questions and how she responds. And I said, of course it's useful, <laughs> absolutely. Why would, why would we have any kind of competitiveness happening at this point? None of you know this, none of you. Well, and what's great about you bringing that up is this is again, this is again, and it's it. It's a, the, we had a conversation, you and I recently, where you said this. You said you were blown away by the massive jump between biz one and biz two. Ah, uh, yeah, and that shift and that, that happens, And that's yeah. exactly what we're seeing now, right? Mm -hmm. The really internalizing for each of them to internalize, whoa, this, this, these are real. This is real. This is, they really don't know what the answer is or have it written somewhere or the teachers know what the answer is or Shanice know. They, it really is real. There's, they took a big step today in, in feeling that. It felt so academic. Yesterday in, in uh, one of our work circles, at the end of the day, I had a session with the students where I asked them questions about the last challenge they did. Mm -hmm. And I asked, what would, if you were Evan, and you were one person, you know him, you know what he's, the important work he's trying to do and where he is, you spent three weeks researching, if you personally were Evan, 
what would what would you do next? Talk amongst yourself. And then I said, okay, you're Evan. You're one person. You can only do one thing in the next two to three weeks. What would it be? And out of the 16 students, 14 of them gave a frankly pretty lame answer about which I told them, so I don't mind that, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I do more social media. I do more of this. I do more, all that kind of thing. And, and I won't get into it because it's, it's, you know, you'd have to get into the whole challenge and the business and the whatever. But I pushed and pushed and pushed because it isn't about doing better social media. You can, anybody can do social media. That's not the answer to the real business problem he has right now. That's not a solution, it's a tool. It's a tool, but you have, right. So I pushed and pushed and pushed. And as I pushed, just by asking questions back, they got to a place, and you could see it on their faces. I didn't have to say it. They got to a place where they realized how completely shallow and useless what they came up with was. That it was not actually, there was nothing in there that was actually useful in any significant way. That they presented any, last Friday. That they presented <laughs> last Friday, and what is it? Today's Wednesday, yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah. Right, so, and they read the book Mindset coming in. It's the only book we, the only thing we assign coming in the door. And the reason is because that book is the entire framing of this course and should be of education and school anywhere and the idea is that if you work at something you can get better at it that's it so the fact that they did this thing for three and a half weeks it's their first project they presented it in front of an audience including their parents the business the teachers some administrators and they come out the other side and two days later they're realizing oh yeah that was Pretty shallow. That was pretty shallow. We didn't do much. And, and it's like, okay, you're right. Yeah, wasn't much at all. All right, let's do this again. And that's a good life lesson too, right? Absolutely. And I even think Shanice touched on a number of those points today just because of who she is and naturally what yeah. she was sharing with the students about her journey and that she even said to them at one point, listen, I'm the CEO and I'm always learning. Right. This is continued learning, right. you are forever a student. Right. It's not just now that you're sitting in high school, you will continue to learn your whole right. life. And to share with them, therefore, that she's open to, you know, she's clearly the expert in the room here. Right. Out of all of us, she knows way more right. about biomimicry and all of these things. And for her to be a bit humble there and say, hey, we're all learning, you're not expected to in your life, always have the answers. I think it was important. I, I hope they heard that along with all the other yeah. content, stats, everything she went through today. You know? Well, and, and when, when I talk about, when I, when, when I use edgy jargon and I talk about the fact that this is really not about business, this thing. It's not even about entrepreneurship. It's really a very, very different model for academics for learning and teaching. And people talk about PBL, it's the big term, and it's, it's a very important one. But it's really about this. This is a perfect example, this, this business. They have three and a half weeks 
to come up with a solution. And they do not know anything about filtering technology, about the physics, about the chemistry, about the health issues. They don't know anything. So they come out of this and, you know, as Hannah said to me, I'm totally overwhelmed. And as I said to Josh, you're a teenager and you're a human and your impulse coming out of this, once you wrap your head around the challenge, all of you, your impulse will be to start coming up with solutions. And before you can even think about what might be a good idea, you're going to have to learn some stuff. You're going to have to gain some knowledge. You're going to have to have a passing, working understanding of some stuff that is technical and dense and da-da-da. And you know what? They not only will learn that stuff to varying degrees, but they'll go hard at it starting tonight. You saw them. Mm -hmm. They are going to start looking into water filtration. And we have students in this class, like any high school you go to, who think that they hate science, who think that they hate math, who think that they hate school, who think that they hate reading. But they are going to go and they're going to learn a lot of content that it's learning on demand. And the most important thing they're gonna learn is not the specifics of this pathogen versus that pathogen. They're gonna learn how to learn, how they can learn and how well they can learn. And then when they start getting into the next phases, and we're gonna guide them, we have the curriculum, we have them, we'll, we'll guide them through it. But when they start getting into the solution uh, mapping process, solution creation process they're gonna have we're gonna challenge them with questions mm -hmm. and they're gonna have to know their stuff it's not gonna be I had this idea and so the the quality of the thinking and the thought and the work comes not from a teacher saying here's your assignment here's how many points per you know short answer and we're gonna have a multiple choice and here's how many points those are and you either get it right or you, the, the, the quality standard and the expectations in terms of rigor, which are crazy high in this, come from the way we guide them in with questions to, that, that forces them to support with They're, evidence. Yeah, like how do you know that? Where did that come from? Based on what? Show me where you got that. Well, what about this? Did you think about that? Hey, look, this is contradictory with that. What do you think? Which is what happens in the real world when data and information isn't, there's no dearth of information. Right. It's, it's, it's. How to navigate that and apply it to come up with a real solution. Yeah, it's what are the questions and then once I have the questions that matter most next, how do I find the next step? When do I know? that I know enough to do the next step. And that's, they're headed into wildly excited, as you can tell. Oh, I feel I like <laughs> finally, the first part of the class is so annoying because they're so in school mode. Today's the day, the class, I feel like, okay, now they're there. Now they're really gonna be learning in a crazy way, developing the skills, and they're gonna be so hungry to, to learn how to collaborate well. They're going to be so eager 
to find out how do I use all four of us in a smart way. And so all this curriculum we have around teamwork, reflection, feedback, identifying strengths, bringing them in, focus, flare, all that stuff, they're going to be crazily going after it because they care about their work and it's meaningful and it's real. And what did the one kid say to you about? Yes, that uh, in looking at the first challenge coming into the second, they said, you know, the, the first one had a lot of social missions tied to it. Uh, you know, they were creating jobs for people in the Amazon, they were creating jobs for people with disabilities locally in the area who are manufacturing the product, it's a health food snack, there was positive stuff to a lot of that. But they said this work where this water filter purification, this can be used in a medical uh, environment where people can wash their hands or clean wounds with clean water. This isn't for drinking water, this no. is for medical purposes can actually reduce the number of deaths that happen every, I mean, Shanice went through all kinds of statistics with us today, and that this student said, I realize we can really save some lives doing this work. This, this work will save lives. And here's what's interesting about it. So people, uh, I was just talking, actually, I was just talking to one of the educators we trained in one of our workshops, mm -hmm. who doesn't, he, he's a teacher, he doesn't know anybody in business. He doesn't know anything. And he was talking about how easy it was for him to find a business to use in the class. And I said, exactly. It doesn't matter. You could find the division of some business that has a new uh, nut and bolt design. And, and you can construct a problem for the kids to solve that they will care about because of what that's applied to and how that matters. I mean, it's not, it's, whether you're teaching humanities or entrepreneurship or physics or... It's true. I mean, the secret sauce is that it's, it's real and urgent to that entrepreneur. I mean, Shanice stood up there and yeah. her son was with her and she told us that she left her job. I mean, it was real where she yeah. said, I need to figure this out. I don't know which market I should be pursuing first, and it could be a real risk if I choose the wrong one. And she's in school, one person, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really cool. It's exciting. So I, yeah, yeah, I really look forward to these next couple weeks and where these students get it's to. It's be crazy. It'll be fun. It's gonna be crazy. I have fun looking at the, our new Facebook group, at some of the posts from educators doing this elsewhere, like Sarah's today. Oh yeah. Uh, was absolutely brilliant what she did to get her students to wrap their heads around Roger's curve of innovation. I thought that was really, that was great. It was, and it was from a whole thread of the conversation where she initially asked, you know, I don't feel like they really understand this concept of how to get to the early adopters. Is there other strategies that you use at this point in the class? And you jumped in with some things. Yeah. I added to a couple of things, and then she came back and shared what she actually implemented yeah, based great. off of your methodologies. I thought it was pretty remarkable. It's very cool. It's very cool. I hope some, I, I hope people listening, if they're interested in this stuff, they join because it's going to, the more people who engage in this conversation, the more interesting it is. If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. For more information and resources, go to doschoolbetter.com. Podcasts created by Tim Desmond, Doris Corda, and Allison Tanker. Produced by Tim Desmond.